0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
1: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Network.
2: This is all things elite. Welcome back to All Things Elite. Load up the pod, man, the song when we speak. Rich right here, let me warm it up for Austin and Floyd. Couldn't be no one but the boys. When it come to All Things Elite from the fan perspective. Swear, man, it ain't no question. Hear from the first. Swear, man, they putting in the work. No, they had to get me for the verse. Social suplex, network zone. I was at a time in your headphones. Austin and Floyd on the microphone. Backing out on the red, getting in the zone. Oh up a show give us seven stars you already know who else could it be but the show with a proclivity for positivity I'm gone
1: Hello everybody welcome to the 224th episode of Social Suplexes podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity welcome to all things elite My name is Austin Sumwitz, and I am the host of this lovely show. And joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr., my man. I'm pretty sure I know how you're doing, but how are you doing? If I was doing any
2: better, I would be physically floating. (laughs) Yep, sounds about right. Sounds about right. So, and people that know me, you will know why I feel this way. Like, a lot good has happened in these four five days for me and one of those things we're going to talk about at the end of the show because like i said we're going to keep it wrestling to yes. the end of the show
1: so we'll show. save we'll save the one thing that i'm sure yeah. if you are a, a football guy you know what he's excited about that's yeah. what, that'll be at the end of the show.
2: yes so if you all want to hear uh my never-ending victory lap we'll wait to the end of the show but if oh my you god. don't,
1: I understand because he's yeah. obnoxious with it. I get it, yeah. so you don't have to stay for that. <laughs> my guy Tony Condo. Oh, he yeah. is like, oh my god,
2: yeah. Trust in Tony, man. Trust in Tony. Trust it. Yeah, There's
1: is, a lot. He, there's know, a lot. Like,
2: there, is, there is a lot that he is doing for the whole wrestling but it's just like there's been a lot of personal shout outs like i know he didn't mean it towards me but in doing what he's done he has made my life just happier mm-hmm. uh you know so um as in because i uh, i bought these tickets of course uh next uh this week was in austin texas it was on valentine's day yesterday and and my wife's the greatest person in the world. I came to her and I was like, oh, dude, I got us reservations for Valentine's Day for this restaurant we wanted to go to. You know, is there anything else you want to do? She's like, aren't we going to wrestling? And I was like, no, i play playing, you know, wrestling's that day, but I'm not going to try to going." go. She's like, I'd rather go to wrestling.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Canceled the reservation. Bought the tickets. Uh, I am married to the perfect human for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, mean,
2: I'm like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you know. People say their wife's the best, greatest wives in the world. I always say that's weird because you ain't been married to everybody. But my mm-hmm. wife is the greatest wife for me. Like, yeah, I mean, she, I'm like, and this is the kind of stuff I did not ask her about the show. I, you know, I remember mentioning the show was that day, and but I, had, I had no intentions of going to Valentine's Day, on I mean, going to the show on Valentine's Day until about a month ago. That's when I told her about the reservations, and she was like, nah, let's go wrestling. So, of course, we went to the show. And, of course, Dynamite, my boys Dax and Cash from FTR, they are colliders. So I was like, so I bought this show, and then I bought the tickets to Tulsa, and I was like, okay, I'm going to Dynamite. Looking forward. Even got a Willow shirt to wear tomorrow night. Last night for the show, I was like, I'm going to wear my Willow shirt. You know, I'm super excited for this. And then OTK on Tuesday said, hey, Floyd, Mm -hmm. you remember your plans? How about we change them? How about we give you Dax Harwood versus if there was any wrestler in the company that I'm going to put Dax up against because their styles pretty much exactly match. (laughs) <laughs> it's John Moxley. Yeah. Both Terry Funk guys fucking love Terry Funk. The physical side of professional wrestling. Very, very much Terry Funk guys. And like, I, I just like, as soon as they announced it, I was like, yeah, people are going to be talking about this match for a while because I just knew they, they just love, they love wrestling. The same reason that it's the same way they love the story of it. They, you know, they, they love it the physical combat of wrestling. So I knew it was going to be amazing. And then they announced another match for next week. We'll talk about later. Tony Mm -hmm. Khan, Tony Khan. uh, Yeah. uh, Any, any uh, reservations of doubt that I had on the direction of AEW towards the end of last year has been completely erased. My faith, my hope, my everything in AEW is not only restored. I probably love it more than I did before <laughs> because TJ has got AEW just where it's supposed to be, back on track. Tell it, pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling. That's what it is, and it's beautiful. And yeah, I just wanted to start with that because that's if, if 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 you know we go we call ourselves proclivity positivity, and sometimes well, we a go, lot to be positive. Right, go that. right now. This is going to be a very positive show. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is going to be a very positive show because I have no notes. (laughs) I have no notes. I pretty much like everything that's going on right now. I'm like, I like every storyline that's going on right there. I think they're completely fucking nailing it. So let's, let's go. Let's (laughs) Let's get into it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's get into it. There's a ton to go over. Yeah. And we're going to go over all of it. And, We will go ahead and let you guys know, first of all, before we get into the news of the week, that you guys, thanks for the support. And continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. Rate, review, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and help out the show with your support. And follow us on Twitter at AT Elite Pod. You can also follow at Social Suplex who make this show possible. Check out all the other shows they have on their network as well. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And the big news of the week is the fact that we are a few weeks away from AEW Revolution. We're getting some matches and starting to come into form and shaping up right now. Um, And yeah, I mean, Revolution, of course, the big overdrawing of it, of course, is the fact that Sting will be retiring and it'll be his final match. And they did confirm that it will be. Uh, the Young Bucks versus Sting and Darby Allen for the tag titles. Well, we'll get into how that came about on the show. Uh, but, I mean, we, we knew this is where this was leaning towards. Um, and, of course, uh, Tony Storm and Deanna Perazzo And uh, what got taken place last week with the match between Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Then going over time and Swerve wanted five more minutes. Hangman said, nah fam, I'm good. And they were like, okay, we have a three-way now. And then Hangman was so furious because he didn't lose. So uh, it is a three-way between Joe and Hangman and Swerve for the AW World title at Revolution. And, and please do Another- not
2: say Hangman was upset. I do not want to be listed under the dirt sheets or the viewers or the cl- whatever that he mentioned last night. He was not upset.
1: He was swinging on people for sure. <laughs> yes. Trust me, I ain't afraid of no cowboy. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. So I am Gucci with that. You can be all like, oh, I don't want to upset him. Nah, fuck that cowboy. Uh... I, I will upset him, and then I will stand
2: squarely behind Samoa Joe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, why do you
1: think I vouch for God? Why do you think I vouch for that man? That is why. That is why I vouch for that man. Um, so, yeah, we're really starting to see Revolution get shaped up. And, like, you know, with what's already been announced, though, Show's looking really, really good,
2: dude. I okay, so this looks like a change in philosophy for AEW, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because I mean, when we talk about the show as we're going through, there's basically been six matches announced. Yeah, I don't think that's happened in any pay-per-view they've had six matches being announced this early.
1: No, it's not normal.
2: Yeah, they like. We'll usually maybe have two or three, and then in them two weeks, they'll just be like, boom, here's like 11. But we're at six matches right now, and we kind of got the idea of two or three more matches that are coming. So I like it because, I mean, like, see, like, like in my uh, wrestling groups on uh, the wrestling group that I have on Facebook... I wouldn't say that they're a little bit more than casual. I wouldn't call them casual fans. They're a little bit more. But whether they... The card really helps them decide if they're going to get on the pay-per-views or... Right. Yeah,
1: or anything like that. Because uh, wrestling fans like us, like we know when people are feuding, that means a match is coming up. We know that that's going to be announced as a match for the pay-per-view. Like It's, it's basically like we can recognize when a match is going to be made from a feud instantaneously. Casual fans like you need to n- say the match is happening, then show the story cues and the segments and the shit talking and the fights and altercations. You need to show all that with the match already announced. You can't just have one big fight right at the go home show right as the match has been announced and then that's just it. You got to m- they got to know that the match is coming and then see everything else unfold because of that, I think. And I think the way that they're doing it now, that's that's my preferred way. I've enjoyed the hot shot like, you know, bang, 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 match, 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 match. I enjoy that. But I prefer this so much more.
2: And the great thing is each match has a unique story. Like, yes. all of these matches are, like, well-built-out stories. There is no shotgunning. Uh, there is no shotgunning at all. This is... These are these are like matches and i yeah. am looking forward to uh all of them and you know it's like and they all like if anybody's like oh man the AEW doesn't tell stories man you're not paying attention like yeah. all of these have a wrestling professional wrestling storyline reason to be happening and uh yeah like I said at that point, if you hear someone talks about EW not uh telling stories, just know they're talking out their ass and again <laughs> as I stated on the show, uh stated on uh One Nation Radio, don't engage. Just let them yell into the wind or whatever the fuck they're doing.
1: Yeah. and, it, yeah, and they're, they're like yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll talk briefly cuz I do want to get your thoughts on at least one of the responses. We'll we'll talk about it later. Uh, but we'll get right into uh, Collision from this past Saturday. Um, we got to say, too, again, the work from uh, the CMLL stars that they've had since they've had that little merge has been awesome. Because we had uh, S. Fringe and Star Jr. facing off against Claudio and John Moxley to open up Collision. And that was a fun match. That was a very, very fun match. Moxley even showed them uh, respect, basically being like, gracias. Uh, and basically, be like, anyone else steps on, you are gonna get stepped on. And then FTR and BCC stare down, and then they trade fights and like fists. And then the lock rooms are separating these two. And again, that's got us all, all kinds of juiced for BCC versus FTR. Dude, and that would dude. like. I mean, I knew Floyd even like from this moment. I was like, here we fucking go.
2: So um, I am sitting there watching on Saturday. Actually, even worse. Saturday was my wife's birthday dinner. Yeah. So uh, out of since uh, Collision has been announced, I haven't missed, I mean, maybe two live episodes of Collision ever. I'm usually home on Saturday nights. I'm old. I don't do anything on Saturdays. Uh, so this was the night I missed. So I get home. <laughs> I, I, I literally don't look at the Internet. I, I'm, like, I'm like, one, I didn't want to get spoiled. Two, I wanted to give my wife the time. This is her birthday, right. her celebration. I really wanted to focus on her. I didn't want to be trying to watch wrestling and tweet about what's going on. so I really stayed off my phone. so we get home from it she she goes to sleep, and uh, yeah, I press play and it it's like the segment and 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 they say, step up or step." I was like, so. I was thinking which team from CMLL is gonna come out, right? Right, 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 right. And right. then the music hit, and I was like, "Oh my God, we're about to do FTR versus BCC. Yup, we're about to do FTR versus VCC. And I jump up, and of course my wife had went to bed, so I did a muffled yell. <laughs> I didn't want to wake my wife up. I'm not. Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to get her to come out and attack me. I did a muffled yell, and I'm just like, "Let's fucking go." And, yep. and 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 uh, and then dude in true dax john moxley claudio cash this is this is professional wrestling like if you ever listened to dax on this show you've ever listened to john moxley in his interviews this is their professional wrestling yes they called somebody out somebody showed up and then they started fighting And what's the story? I think I'm a bigger badass than you. That's it. There's no complicated. There's no family. There's no this, no that. You think you're the biggest dog in the yard? I think I'm the biggest dog in the yard. Let's fight and figure it the fuck out. And, yeah, yeah, that's wrestling to me. That's my pro wrestling. And, dude, let's, let's go. I'm like, if you, like, give me. Of course, Mox and Danielson might have been, you know, preferred, but Claudio Casinole one of the best wrestlers in the world. So you give me the best tag team in the world and you give me two of the best wrestlers in the world and you say they're going to fight. Just tell me when and tell me where, and I'm going to be there. And I can tell you when and where now, and it's amazing, Tulsa, Oklahoma. But, yep. dude, dude, I, dude, I was excited from the moment FTR's music hit, I was excited for this fucking rivalry. This is going to be amazing. I don't need a title on the line. Someone's going to bleed. Someone's going to get hurt. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. This is is pro wrestling. If people like Southern style, Northern style, this is pro wrestling. This is every form of pro wrestling that you love. Two guys, two other guys,
1: they both think they're the baddest. We got to figure it out. Yeah, no, it's it's very exciting to see these guys uh they're going to beat the living hell out of each other. And we saw a little bit of it on Monday on uh, on Dynamite, I should say, sorry. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more on that, but uh just getting this face-off was so awesome and they were just ready to go at each other and they did. Um but shout out to the CMLL guys too. They did a good job in this match. Um Dude we I, I
2: don't know I didn't know anything about CMLL except what I hear on podcasts every now and then right yes and this whole purpose the whole purpose of this partnership is to of course make aew more visible in Mexico and to make CMLL more visible in America. If that's the purpose, it's working. Yes, people are becoming fans of both sides, and I'm enjoying it. you know uh would I you know, would I like to me personally? would I like it to maybe be more even? Maybe they pick up a quick pin on Donald Moxley or something maybe, but you know that's not how wrestling necessarily works when it comes to these things. Uh, they've set up a match to four on four, uh, the CMLL guys against Blackpool Combat Club in an arena. Uh, in Mexico, I I, I was going to say the stadium name, but I can't say it right, so I'm not going to disrespect <laughs> it. And I'm just imagining if I had to go out on a limb, I feel like the CML, CMLL guys might come out on top at their home.
1: I would think that would yeah. be the case, yes. Yeah.
2: So now I'm looking forward to it, and yeah, if you can, if you have a way of watching Triple uh, uh, CMLL, and you want to support it, that's another way to support AEW. That's another way to support all their partnerships, because that's why they do the partnerships. It's to bring eyes both ways. So if you are in the if you are in a position to support CMLL in that show, definitely do it because I'll be yeah. if I find if, if I know a way to watch it, I'll be watching.
1: it. Gotcha. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna be huge. Just seeing them continue to grow this partnership, and yeah, no, they're already doing a great job of just like introducing these guys, and yeah, I don't have a way of watching CMLL, but if you find a way to get, a, get that's, a, a that's what, to it, that's and that's and that's why I say find a way because yeah. I had
2: I've never even tried to watch a CMLL show, so they they might be like on trailer or something. I don't know because I don't really pay attention to the company, so it, it'll just you know. You know, One Nation Radio, make sure you're checking them yeah, out. Yeah, Rich, the Alotta, James Boyd. If there's a way to see it, they'll have it. So
1: that's who I'm going sure.
2: to be hitting up. So I'll just let you yeah. know. Uh,
1: Daniel Garcia ended up getting his fifth win in a row on collision by beating uh, uh, Shane Taylor. Uh, we also had a backstage promo with Eddie Kingston. Saying what the Young Bucks did on Dynamite attacking Sting and Darby was disgusting, stealing their thunder. And it's just like what Brian Danielson did, stealing the thunder from Brian Keith, who finally got a contract and you took away his moment to get under his stin. So he challenged Brian Danielson to a match at Revolution, one-on-one, but with a little stipulation. At the end of this match, after I beat you, you will have to shake my hand because I know you don't respect me. So when I beat you again, you have to shake my hand and act like you respect me, like, dude and, I, dude. and like I and I know, doesn't even matter if you don't even mean it. It'll still eat you up inside, and that's huge. Come tying back to the cl- the continental classic. This is not even a
2: continental classic. This is before it. Dale R- 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 Ryan Danielson has never liked Eddie never. Kingston. This is a long story. Like this is since Ryan Danielson has been in a company. You know him and Eddie Kingston don't like each other he doesn't respect eddie kingston he thinks you know fire not a wrestler that kind of thing he can't stand this man so it's like this is like the culmination and it's like the first like big continental title opponent for him, and it happens to be one of the best wrestlers in the world
1: yeah just so happens
2: yeah and if you get a chance sunday morning sunday morning uh, uh new japan it was Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. I have not had the privilege of watching it yet. I've had a very long week, and there's this thing called the Super Bowl that went on, so I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't really uh, watch it yet. But apparently, 30 minute wrestling classic between Brian Danielson and ZSJ. Uh, if you got a chance, this is how, again, you want to support the partnership. Make sure you get on New Japan World. Uh, make sure you watch the match, you know, and you know, and if you want to hit us up at AT Elite Pod on Twitter, let us know what you think of the match. But yeah. also, definitely review, check out, uh, check out, cause you know I'm all about synergy, synergy, keeping it strong style, yep. a show. On, and they definitely broke it down keeping the out oh, yeah. on uh social suplex they both from what i understand both love the match i think one of them said it was the match of the year if i'm remembering correctly if i didn't just I, my bad uh but make sure you uh check out the show uh they'll they'll hip you to
1: all the things on the side of new japan yes yeah can't recommend those guys enough um my, Brian Cage uh, uh, faced the uh, Outrunners, Turbo Floyd, and Truth Magnum. Here's the thing: only thing that mattered with this moment was the fact that Chance, who is the mascot for the Vegas Golden Knights, the the Las Vegas NHL team and Stanley Cup champions as well, they won the Stanley Cup title. Uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, he was cheering on the Outrunners, and after the match was over, uh, Chance was begging for Prince Nana, who was there with Brian Cage, to do the swerve dance. And they started doing it, crowd goes crazy, and then Brian Cage absolutely k- knocks Chance out. People are furious, I'm furious, because, I mean, he looks so happy to do the dance, and this man just got, like, he hit this dinosaur-looking bit, like dude in the back of the head. And then Hook's music plays, the hook, hook, uh, the hook signal shows up, and they start brawling up the ramp and they okay. start fighting all the way to the back with between Hook and Brian Cage. Over, uh, you know, overthinking wrestling moment, I literally thought Chance was Hook. No,
2: you actually thought it was him? Yes, I thought he was going to get him to dance and then choke him out. I, I thought I he was a little
1: too tall for that.
2: I, I see, and I, uh, you know, you got the mascot stuff on, so I thought that could oh, mess. Oh, I know, I know. I thought, no, in, like, in my head, I thought that could mess with the size, you know. But and I, I kind of talked and, and. myself into it being Hook. Like it was probably some signs it wasn't hook, but I talked to myself and knew it was hook yeah. and then his music hit and I was like, Oh, it's not hook. And I was like like I said, overthinking wrestling fans always trying right, to right, get right, ahead. Right, right. But no, this was so much heat. Loved it. And this is the this is the best kind. Beat up a mascot. That's
1: good heat. Yeah, right and he looked so happy doing the dance and then he just was clocked down on the ground. It's so sad. Um Afterwards, uh, Matt Taven was backstage with Tomohiro Ishii as well and basically said, "Like, listen, I used to be in chaos and then I had to get knee surgery. I got no emails. I got no text. Nothing from you, Ishii. And Roderick basically said, listen, the only thing that matters is if you win tonight, on March 3rd, I'm coming to – no, he's going to beat uh, him for the international title if he uh, gets the win over – uh, Orange Cassidy so if you beat Orange Cassidy I'm going to beat you for the International title and He said "Ben, it's an eight Long years I've waited for this rematch And I want to break you so He's hoping Ishii beats him so he Can get that rematch because Roderick's been going How he wants to win the international Championship Um, So, so.
2: Tomohiro Ishii Is one of those people uh, uh, You know He's just one of those wrestlers I've literally never seen have a bad match. Yes, I've never seen him have a match I didn't enjoy. Like if if you were gonna rate matches, I would probably say Tomohiro Ishii is probably at one of my highest match rating uh, averages because literally his low is like a three and three and a quarter. You know, it's like everything yeah. he does is at least good such a high floor Yeah, it's such it's at least good you could put him in there with the most ridiculous wrestler whatever and he's by the end of that match he's gonna be like i think this is the best match this person's ever yeah. had because he just tells his story is just straightforward bowling ball and yeah so i was i was excited ishii and it was like oh i kind of know who's gonna win but i don't care because
1: ishii is just one of those people i just like to see perform yeah, no, he's, he's one of those guys that you just, anytime he's, on, he's doing a match, you want to watch it because you know it's going to be quality. Then you're not going to get disappointed when you see Ishii wrestle. Um, we had Adam Copeland be interviewed by Shivani, talking about the Cope opened when he's 4-0 in now. And basically, as far as top contenders are conter- concerned, you know, Joe has two top contenders to deal with. You're number three, so you're going to have your pick. International Championship. And a TNT Championship. So what are you going through your mind? To which Copeland says, like, if I'd have been a Dynamite, that would not have happened to Sting and Darby. So, Nicholas and Matthew, that's a warning. Now, since you talked about the other championships, uh, Christian Cage, that TNT Championship that I won and had ripped out of my hand. So, I think you know where I'm leaning. Daniel Garcia comes out and basically says, listen, sounds like you think you more than deserve a TNT title shot because you've been getting a lot of wins. And I could not agree with you more, but championship opportunities should be rewarded through wins, but you're not the only person who's been winning a lot. And right, I've been on a hot streak right in front of you, and I don't mean any disrespect, but last week when I beat the Patriarchy, I looked at Christian Cage and I saw that championship, and I thought maybe, just maybe, I deserve a shot at the TNT title. And I'll fight through that line a million times over if it means I get to hold gold in AEW. Copeland's like, I can respect that. You didn't beat the patriarchy by yourself, though. FTR helped you out. Those FTR boys speak highly of you, and that's enough for me. I respect you, Daniel. But if you're saying you want a shot at the TNT Championship, I want a shot. I got a proposal. Wednesday on Dynamite, we fight each other, and the last man standing fights Christian Cage. I thought that meant we were getting a Last Man Standing match. That's me booking myself into a corner though, because I swore it was gonna be a Last Man Standing match. <laughs> see, I, I never, was like,
2: my brain didn't go there, but I could see how it could go there. It's a that's a very reasonable because he did say Last Man Standing and said instead of just saying, you know, it's fine, the winner. it's yeah.
1: fine because the main event of Dynamite more than made up for for my gimmick match uh, that I wanted. Yes, uh, so it's fine.
2: Yeah, and it was funny because uh we'll get to this minute so i messaged my friend dave and i was like uh we were talking about dynamite and i was like uh edge and uh i mean adam copeland and daniel garcia he's like who you don't think i win i was like well if you're if you're you're gonna put daniel garcia over uh adam copeland you you pretty much wanted to be in a bigger spot you know probably at a pay-per-view or you know like a bigger spot and i was like I don't think Copeland just beats Danny Garcia because it kills his strength. And I was like, well, if this is WWE, it would probably go to an old double DQ. And, but I don't like to say WWE, so I don't know what's going to happen. We'll talk about that in a minute, but there's a little foreshadowing right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we then had Willow, Chris Statlander, and Stokely backstage getting interviewed. Renee said, basically, your addition has been working out, especially after you guys beat the Outcast." Stokely had some words, basically, saying uh, there's only two badasses that he knows in the women's division. Is That's Chris Tatlander and Willow Nightingale. And Willow said, basically, Sky would have been right there with them, but she chose a different path. And Willow said she and Sky had done a lot together, but they still hadn't fought in one another yet. And lead into Dynamite, uh, we had Mark Briscoe face off against Brody King. Uh, I saw this match, and I'm like, Briss, Mark, I love you. Why are you trying to die tonight? You don't just take a match with Brody King. You just don't do that. I get that the House of Black have been causing problems and all that kind of stuff, but you just don't do that. And, I mean, like, dude, Brody beat the hell out of Mark. Uh, and he fought back using a steel chair, basically using it so he could jump off of it and hit him with a Tope, coron, uh, a tope Con Hero. Sorry, um, But... Uh, Mark tried to get more fiz- more extreme with it, but he would- He couldn't pull out a table, and uh, Brody was able to catch him and throw him onto a steel chair, and then as that match kept going on, Brody basically was just, like I said, drilling him, and eventually sent him flying onto the table on the outside, and he hit the gonzo bomb, got the win, and then Julia Hart hit Briscoe with a spike to the forehead, busting him completely open. Uh, this was a damn good match, I will say. But, again, like I said, you just don't take a match with Brody King like that. You're asking to die. That man is
2: a beast. After this match where he just beats him and then they bust him open, I wonder where this could be going. You know what I mean? Because that seemed pretty final. Oh, I know. He beat him, and then he made him bleed. So I know it's going somewhere, but I'm at a loss to where it could be going. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: otherwise it's just like like – you can't let that slide. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking, like stabbed you.
2: Yes. 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 So, uh, yeah, we got to see where this is
1: going to go. I'm interested. Damn good match though. Absolutely. Uh, um, Brian Keith also said, basically I'm all about my payday. So when I came here to AEW, I wanted to climb up the ranks and, uh, basically said, whether you good, you bad or you ugly, you stand across the ring from me, you better be ready to pay up, which I loved. Um, Deonna Perrazzo made very quick work of Kira Hogan on this, uh, and uh, Timeless Tony Storm fought Queen Anita, and that was a pretty solid match, too. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, I know what happens with- in Vegas, stays in Vegas, Mr. Shivani, but we're in Henderson, so stop looking at me like that. Uh, <laughs> such a fucking good line, and having tony getting admonished by tony storm like that like i'm so jealous of him i'm so so jealous of him for getting admonished like that and also she announced that she'll be releasing a brand new film on dynamite so we'll get to talk about that um she's also got a hat that just came out on shop.com that just has her face on it and i'm very tempted to get it i'm very tempted to get it
2: I felt like you would already ordered it. I'm I'm a little disappointed there. I, I, I know.
1: I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm very much like surprised. I haven't gotten it yet either. And honestly, it's, it's, it's basically almost all but mine pretty soon. It's like, it's that it's got I'm, I plan on getting it very, very soon. I'll tell you that much. Um, moving on though, to close out collision, we had the main event freshly squeezed orange Cassidy versus Tomohiro Ishii. Um, very, very good match. Um, my only problem with this is since uh, Dynamite happened, like, this match, like, just can't hold a candle to what happened on Dynamite. It was really good. And obviously the match finished with uh, Orange Cassidy getting the win with a small package after uh, getting blocked by the Orange Punch, but still getting a small package pin on him. And then the uh, Undisputed Kingdom came out and spiked Orange Cassidy with a stuffed pile driver uh ishii then chased off the undisputed kingdom and trent came out with a steel chair to try to back him up as well um like i said this is a really good closing to collision honestly a solid show but after what happened on dynamite this doesn't hold a candle like to what happened on dynamite this past wednesday ishii
2: will murder you uh i I always want i want him in main events I always want. I want him to pick up a few wins in AEW. I know, I know, I know. And yeah, and I don't know how often he's willing to come over to America, but I would take him anytime he's willing to. I I want I want the uh, Ishii versus Eddie Kingston Continental match. So again, if if it, I know I've seen them wrestle, I don't. I, Eddie wasn't a champion yet, so yes, exactly. Uh, uh, so yeah, Ishii versus Eddie Kingston will be
1: awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just really enjoying what they got going on right now. Yeah, no, it's been it's been so so enjoyable. Honestly, I've, I've very much enjoyed it. Uh, but that was Collision. We can move over now to AEW Dynamite, uh, which Floyd was in attendance at Cedar Park, Texas. Oh, uh, tell,
2: let me tell you, represent for Austin Cedar Park area. Uh, Cedar Park is a suburb of Austin, but it's it's its, its own thing. Uh, but every time I'm in Austin Cedar Park, that are uh, I mean that audience. Fucking brings it fucking loses it and again last night did not disappoint on their feet making noise all night I will tell anybody I will tell anybody this you can take a flat out bad wrestling show and give it a hot audience You will come away thinking it was good You can take a good audience took a good one will make you believe it's great and a great will make you think it's all time. You know what I mean? It's just that yeah. audience raises the level of the appearance of that and i i used to say it when i first started, start we first started doing the show when we first started doing it together uh that absolutely if you're going to aw dynamite you're going to rampage you go going to collision don't buy a ticket if you ain't gonna fucking bring it okay <laughs> if you don't want to be at the show just don't come to the show yeah but when you buy a ticket, it's like you are, especially in AEW, but in WWE, it goes for all wrestling companies. You are just as much a part of the show as wrestlers. And I'm not talking about, like, trying to bring the attention to yourself with, right, the, right, uh, right, right. with the asshole sign or anything. But I'm just saying, as far as the noise and reacting to the stuff, booing the bad guys, cheering the good guys, getting Chance going, that makes a wrestling show. That makes a yeah. crowd so you got to bring the energy and you know what austin austin cedarport park cuz they've done shows in austin and cedar park but it's all the same same area they bring it every time
1: yeah no I, they they definitely brought it tonight too they brought, i i mean on this one, dynamite they definitely brought it there
2: and um, it was Valentine's Day. It was love. Uh-huh. You saw the twos with the hearts on it. You saw a bunch of couples. I was there with the wife. I think this was her fifth show. But this is the first time. I, I figured. I, I, I forgot I had spoiled her. This was her first time not sitting on the floor. Uh-huh. Like ever. She did yeah. not like that. <laughs> so next time we'll be on the floor, but yeah. This is our first time not sitting on the floor together, so it was kinda it was a different experience. But yeah, she's like, Yeah, I wanna sit on the floor. She likes to be in the shit.
1: I get it. I, I totally get it. It's 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 tough to be able to uh, get it often, but you know, we definitely we definitely enjoy it every time we do get it. Um show started off perfectly enough with Dax Harwood versus John Moxley. Um Already got us, like, itching for this year, just getting both of these guys trading blows with each other. And it's literally just boom, 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 back, back and forth, back and forth. Um This is a damn good wrestling match.
2: Dude, and I, dude I don't do, like, I know there's people that do the notebook thing where they, like, write down every match they love. But I do make note of matches I truly love. This is, mm-hmm. this match was... Fucking insane, uh, dude! I can tell you, I was like, I had like sympathy chest pains from this match. They were chopping the fuck out of each oh, other. Oh, I know. And I know. Uh, uh, some of them didn't go to the chest. There were a couple of straight chops to the faces. He's in there, and there's the forearms and the punches, and then the selling by both of them. Oh my god, that uh when they're in the corner. Uh, and uh, Dax is trying to hit the superplex, and he's punching him, and he's shaking, and then then he starts kind of hulking up, and then Mox hits him again, and he hulks him up. Then he knocks him down, and Mox is, like, selling, and he's like, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And then Dax, like, fires up, gets back up there, hits him, and then hits the superplex. We're like, oh, my God. Such a good match. And then what they did a storytelling thing that I want in all matches. They were announcing the time through the match.
1: Oh yeah! So they
2: were, which they I think they used to do all the time. Yes, and they were teasing the fuck out of a draw. Ten minutes left. Five minutes left. Two minutes left. Yeah, it was coming down to the wire. Yes, and with like literally less than a minute left. Fucking! Oh god, man, Mox puts the chokehold on him, and and Dax's Dax's super long losing streak in AEW ring continues. But man. The pile drivers, uh, he has this brain buster. Uh, The stir, I saw a curb stump. the cutter, uh, the suplex outside of the ring. I think they were supposed to hold on to each other. But the fact that they looked like they were supposed to hold on to each other and it broke added a little realism to the match. Yeah. Dude. Man, this match was hardcore. Like I said, uh, they are both basically graduates to the Funkin' Dojo, because they just, like, they study uh, Terry Funk like crazy. These men love that man, so when they went out there, I
1: think they put on a match Terry Funk would be proud of. I think, yeah, exactly. It, it felt like there was a level of that, for sure, and I mean, they they absolutely killed it. It was spectacular. Uh, when the match ended, uh, yeah, John Moxley counters with a rear naked choke to make Dax tap out. He passes out. Max doesn't let go and Cash just comes down and just starts like drilling him with with punches and that's when Claudio comes in and knocks him down. They put a sleeper on Dax again while Claudio's getting beat up by Claudio's beating up Cash Wheeler and that would set up basically the announcement of next week uh where like Floyd said we getting BCC versus FTR. So help and yeah for that. Dude, someone's like, "Oh, your
2: boys got beat down last night." Like, "Of course they got beat down." down. I'm like, it's it's like he lost to Moxley in a singles match. Cash got caught slipping by uh, Claudio. It's going to happen. But Claudio and Moxley are badasses. It's not like I mean, no disrespect to the team I'm about to name. It's not like they're getting beat up by the Outrunners. They're getting beat out by the three-time AEW world champion, John Moxley. The two-time Ring of Honor world champion, Claudio Castagnoli. Both of them were C2. These are certified badasses that they oh, got yeah. beat up by. This is not this is not like, oh we're like no, these are two certified badasses they're getting beat up. Like there's like you can say what you want about who's more over, all that stuff. There's two no two wrestlers more respected in A.E.W. than Claudio and John Moxley. So yeah. so it ain't like they getting beat up by chumps. And you know. FTR's going to get that lick back. They're going
1: to get that lick back. You know it. You know that that's going to be the case. (laughs) You know that. Um, After that, we then had Don Callis, Tekesha, and Powerhouse Hobbs backstage, the Don Callis family, basically being like, we're such a victim of our own success. No one wants to wrestle Tekesha or Hobbs with Revolution coming up. And he's like, you know what? I looked within the family, and I put up this perfect match, the Alpha Takesha versus Will Ospreay. And, of course, the best thing after this is, like, you know, we're all professional here, and we're family. So, you know, when we wrestle, we're still friends, and we still love each other after the show. Um, and the best part about the Don Cowes family winning after Revolution, all you're going to be able to talk about is the Don Cowes family and the match of the decade. So Don Callis has basically gone full booker and full uh, promoter, and he's like, yo, I'm giving you Takesh to Will Osprey. Whatever else is happening on the show, you will not Care because this is Going to be the only thing you can talk about Um Not sure exactly about the whole You know they're going to be completely fine after the Match not sure about that But we will see but Will Osprey versus Takeshita for Revolution Sounds fucking badass So I get to tell my Story to like I've
2: only told Like two people this so you Get to hear it here on the show first I'm Sitting there with my Wife and Don Callis goes up, and as soon as he says the line, we can't find anybody to fight him, so we're going to fight him himself. I look at my wife, who casual casual would be nice. <laughs> Call her a casual fan yeah. would be extremely nice. She watches wrestling when I watch it, and I was like, "Babe, we're getting contested versus Osprey." Like he hadn't even started to say it, but the moment he said. Uh, that we're getting to, I was like, we're getting to Kester vs. Osprey. I literally pulled my phone out of my pocket, go to Ticketmaster, go to Revolution. I go to the second row, second row, there was a standard ticket. It, it, It dropped from platinum to standard price. Boom, boom. While in the seat at Dynamite, Kester and Osprey sold me on the show. Yeah. I was gonna get a hundred seat. I literally was kind of waiting for the prices to go down. I was gonna get a hundred seat. I want to be as close as I can to watch this match. I honestly couldn't even say I knew who contestia uh, uh, was. Konosuke contestia was two years ago, but as soon as I saw this man, and every time I've seen him, my respect and love, and you know, just. Uh, his ability has just went up and up. And Issa told me, Issa Marie told me he was this good. Right? In every mm-hmm. match it has done, nothing but prove me. So I'm like, so, Will Osprey versus, Will Ospreay versus Takeshita. I'm like, this, this is a dream match. And this is Will Ospreay's first match in AEW. On the night of Sting's retirement. Oh, my God, and yeah, it bought, I bought a ticket. I bought a ticket out of my uh, out of the range that I was expecting because I wanted to be as close to these men as possible. Wrestling, and that that match is amazing. If you, it's worth the pay per view price. If you live in North Carolina, take the drive. It's going to be a banger. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like one of your Master of the Year contenders. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure one of them is not going to be in the Don Gallus family after the match is over.
1: Yeah, that is very much what it looks like going to be happening afterwards. Um, Wardlow killed Barrett Brown uh, and uh, admired himself on the screen after doing so. And then we had the EBP showing up in a private jet, uh, still wearing the suits that they were wearing when they – beat and bloodied Sting and Darby Allen. I mean, uh, this. I feel
2: like this is a sanitary problem at this point.
1: I hope they get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's just how I, feel. Yeah, I, like, I hope they get some sort of venereal disease. Or yeah. That's like just this
2: just seems like unsanitary to be wearing a blood colored suit over. It, like, I'm uh, all for it. If it leads <laughs> to that,
1: keep it up. Like it look wonderful on you guys, you know, just keep them on forever. Um, over to Adam Copeland versus Daniel Garcia. We, you know, we talked about this and how they wanted to fight each other for basically that next spot for the uh, uh TNT championship. Um and this is a damn good match too, I will say. Uh Daniel Garcia kinda working almost more so the bigger baby face in the match just because people love Danny. Like they love Danny. And uh I honestly thought this was a pretty strong uh, match. Um, the nice transitions and the submissions as well that they were giving each other. Um, but then, basically, as the match is going on, uh, he Garcia's in a crossface, and that's when the Patriarch comes in, Nick Wayne and Killswitch, and they beat down Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia, no contest in the match. And then that's when Christian Cage and Shayna Wayne come out, and he's basically being like wanted both of these guys to die. Uh, he grabs a chair. But that's when Matt Menard comes up, and he's been on commentary for this whole time. And he threatened to rack whack Christian with his own chair, to which Killswitch proceeded to knock him down to the ground. And they choke slammed Daniel Garcia. Nick Wayne then proceeds to get Garcia onto the chair, looking to give him a concerto. Adam Copeland comes in, and he starts using his own chair. But that's when they start... Uh, Christian proceeds to knock, uh, I mean, Adam Copeland knocks Christian's chair out of his own hands. He's begging for his life. And then uh, that's when, uh, out of nowhere, she he gets knocked in the, uh, he gets hit. Uh, actually, hang, wait, what? Hang on a minute. Uh, Floyd, are you looking at this on the AEW Dynamite website? No, I honestly just, like,
2: listened for you to do yeah. it. Yeah,
1: no, so... <laughs> So
2: this is how they Shayna missed Wayne. it. They no, missed. The, like
1: I, I'm used to there being uh, typos and stuff like this, but not this like blatant. So Shayna, Shana Wayne, not hit the low blow when Christian, when uh, Adam Copeland was going to do the uh, uh, hit him with the chair. That's when y- Shayna Wayne came up and, and low blowed uh, Copeland, right? Correct. They have it written as Shayna Blazer. Shayna Blazer? Yeah, that's what it- So like almost like Shayna Baszler
2: oh wow who on earth is
1: writing on this website dude you can't be doing that
2: yeah so you know us podcasts kind of you know rely on this to be somewhat accurate so (laughs) dude my head uh, hurt
1: i was looking at that and i'm like what
2: i heard it i heard it i was like what is going on
1: yeah, because I'm like, dude, I'm, there's no way I watched that show and not see Shayna Baszler, of all people, come out. And, like, she, she there's not, I didn't, I didn't see that. That didn't happen. Who on earth is writing for this, and how did you fuck that up? Okay. Shayna Wayne low blows Adam Copeland, and that's when he gets hit with a concerto by uh, Christian Cage. And that ends the match. But that threw me off. Holy crap. I was almost like, did I seriously watch that show and not see Shayna Baszler show up? Because I know that didn't happen. I know that didn't happen, but I must be living in an alternate reality if that did happen and I somehow didn't notice. Holy crap, that threw me off. <laughs> it sounds like it, brother. It threw you off. Okay. Well, overall, I mean, the match itself between Copeland and Garcia was pretty strong. Um, I like the way that they like were just in- exchanging uh, holds throughout the match. Um, and the patriarchy coming in and getting the upper hand on both of them uh, continues that leads me to wonder what the plan is for the TNT title come revolution, because are we going to have another three way for another title? Like, I'm wondering if that's going to be the case here as well. Um, I don't know. Do you think they're going to have two three ways for, uh, two championships? I feel like
2: they're going to end up doing a, I I don't think there's going to be a title match. I think it might end up being a six man match. Oh, okay, okay. I think it'll be uh, Copeland, Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic versus the Patriarchy. Oh, okay, okay. Because if you look at the card right now, it's kind of, it's fucking loaded, right?
1: There's a ton.
2: I think you can go without the TNT title being on the line. Maybe save that maybe to do the three way on a collision or make it or make it a main event uh, yeah. of a collision, a collision or a yeah yeah or dynamite i don't think it's nec- another tnt title match especially watching uh C- copeland against Christian again i don't think that's needed on the pay-per-view i think you go the six man match for the pay-per-view yeah no and i i totally understand that as an idea you know what I mean yeah and give it, you know you know tlc six man tlc yeah it's
1: something you can 1,000% do. So y- Yeah. Um, moving on from this, we had Samoa Joe come out basically being like, listen, I reenacted the ranking system to be- make sure only the best victims were served up in front of me to destroy. Everything was going so well, but they battled Hangman and Swerve, a 30-minute draw. The championship committee took it out of the page of the Texas playbook, making my match bigger and dumber. We reward mediocrity, so instead of telling these pretenders that they don't belong in a ring with me, I find myself at Revolution in a three-way, and a crime has been committed against me. There must be repercussions. You send your two bright stars in a ring with me, I guarantee I'm hurting one, if not both of them. They may walk in, but they will both limp out. And Swerve then proceeds to come out and basically be like, When we started this whole thing, it wasn't supposed to be personal. But as we get closer and closer to revolution, you run your mouth. It has become personal, I feel like. And when you became world champion, you said the new championship protocol, you show up with your reputation, you show up with your resume. Hunger defines the greats. I'm on my way to becoming one of the greatest of all time. No one out hustles me, out works me, out grinds me. Check my resume. 15 years I've been grinding. So. Maybe one day you'll say, Swerve, you'll go down as one of the greatest. And I've proven that this year. I'm going toe-to-toe with former world champions and some of the best legends AEW has to offer. Same result every time I'm the one left standing. Revolution, nothing changes, except I'll be holding that title above my head at Revolution. Hangman comes out absolutely distraught. And he's like, no, no, no. I wasn't mad last week. While you're writing your dynamite reports, don't say I was mad. Last week was horseshit because I signed a contract to determine the number one contender, and the winner of that match would become number one contender. Swerve couldn't do it. He had thirty minutes and he couldn't do it. So Joe, the match be between the two men who value and respect that championship for everything it stands for. But I don't make the matches, and it looks like Swerve's been at it. I'm gonna need you to look in the eyes and, in my eyes and hear this. After everything you've done to me, you don't deserve a second of my time. You don't deserve for me to give you five more minutes because you couldn't get the job done. And Swerve, you don't deserve to be in this championship match. And Joe is like, this walking de- domestic dispute ends this. And basically goes, you think you're going to walk in here and fight each other and not have to even pay me no mind as a world champion? It's not going to happen. Come revolution, I'm whipping both of your asses. Great promo. Great segment. Love the whole thing about yeah. it. Um, but also, like I said, Hangman has a losing record against uh Swerve Strickland. So I don't even know why he was tied with him in the rankings to begin with. So that's that's just me. So I don't understand what his whole hell blue is about. I get it; he had his house, he was broken into, his house was broken into, and he couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, I
2: do. I do. That's love, a he,
1: That's a him problem, not. A I, him. I, I, I
2: do. I do love how we just kind of you know glazed over that fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, he couldn't like, do nothing about
2: it. It just glossed over the fact that you know. This house got broken into. Yeah, no big deal. and he's absolutely
1: he's absolutely enraged because of that. Yeah, like it's he is nothing. It's funny
2: in this whole thing. He is literally the most justified person as far as his hate towards the other guy. Oh, I get it. His just his, like it's funny because he's turned heel, but literally his hate is justified. <laughs> makes all it, the man. sense in the world, but at the same time, too, like.
1: He's not getting nothing. It's amusing.
2: It's amusing because it's just like in every generation except this one, swerve is the bad (laughs) guy. Yes,
0: (laughs) Yes,
2: <laughs> in every generation, Swerve is the bad guy. Except this one, where it's like, this one. it's like, where Hangman's somehow the bad guy in this situation, which is hilarious. Uh, but I, I was, I made the joke. I was like, in uh, rom coms and soap operas, you get love triangles, and AEW and pro wrestling, you get hate triangles. Because this is a hate triangle. <laughs> right now they can not none of them can stand each other. Samoa Joe just wants to fight. One guy tap him out, move on with his day. Uh Hangman pretty I don't think it's as important for Hangman to become world champion as it is for Swerve not to become world champion.
1: Yeah, no. And and, and, I
2: mean... and, 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 and Swerve is singularly focused. I don't give a fuck who's in the way. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if it's your mama, your grandmama, your cousin, anybody can get it. Yeah. I am going to be the first black world heavyweight champion. So it's just like in that in that talk right there, I their Claire is very defined. Samoa Joe wants to remain champion. Swerve wants the title. Hangman just doesn't want Swerve to have it. Like yep. I, I don't care And it's so funny I It's so funny Like I've seen like I'm playing The match in my head and all I can see Is Tangman costing Swarm <laughs> And yeah. Samoa Joe staying the champion That's how I, I hope you I mean I don't know how It's gonna go but it's just I don't see it going Any other way but yeah I'm looking Forward to it
1: yeah it's Gonna be so so good um, Next up was the brand new Film from Timeless Tony Storm, wet ink. Uh, And she was talking about (laughs) tit-sucking. Like, I can't mince words. That's what she was talking about uh, while the whole thing was taking place. That was breaking me apart. Like, I was dying inside laughing. Um, But honestly, them showing, like, all the pictures of them together like growing up, like, being friends and all that kind of stuff and coming through the business together and they have matching bird tattoos and she... throws she legitimately gets tattooed on her a dagger through that bird that shit is like cold blooded that is genuinely cold blooded do you think it was a real tattoo i don't know it, it looked, I, like somebody, i said i as somebody who's never gotten a tattoo in his life but also likes a wrestler who is covered in tattoos i don't know i have no clue but if that's real yeah. that's cold
0: blooded
2: I've gotten 3. I mean, I have 3 tattoos and I'll say I it could go either way, but let me tell you. If that is a real tattoo, uh if that is a real tattoo, Tony Storm has just become my favorite women's wrestler. Honestly, the like commitment that is like to that get is a real tattoo to get a real tattoo for a wrestling storyline. I, I don't care if you suck in the ring, I, which she does not. She does but, not. I, but I don't care if you suck in the ring. You're gonna have my respect forever because of the commitment that requires. Like, I ain't doing it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> that commitment is like I'm gonna go get a permanent tattoo.
1: Yeah, literally like ruining a matching friend tattoo of my my friend that and I have. Yes. Like, implicating the fact that I now despise her. Like, I don't, like I said, I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. Just the image of that alone is straight-up cold-blooded. And Diana was obviously taken aback by that, and even gave us a nice little talks too much, so, you know, Matthew, get on it. And she ke- he keeps it short and sweet. Tony, I'm gonna break your arm, bitch. And heavily excited for this match, like I said. This is already, like, so well done and like I'm, I'm very much excited and looking forward to this and I think they're going to do a damn good job at Revolution
2: dude I, you know it's like I'm like the story of this match the build of this match I truly believe five years covering five years of coming in AEW five years of doing this show uh, in a couple weeks I truly think this might be the best built women's match I've seen
1: Yeah, I mean, at least one of them right now. Like, that's, it's, it's so, so, so well done so far. Like, it's just, it's got me so gassed and excited for this match. But we'll move on now to, uh, Young Bucks versus Top Flight, which was a solid enough match. Um, Top Flight getting some nice moves in there. Um, but eventually, as the match happened, uh, his foot was on the ropes to get some get a pin, and the ref saw it, was admonishing Nick, and that's when uh Darius gets kicked in the in the groin by Matt, and that's when they hit the now named EVP trigger and pin uh Darius to get the victory over top flight, and they're like, you know, top flight, such a good team, such a good team. After beating a strong team like that, I mean clearly it's safe to say we're already number one contenders. And Tony Schiavone basically was like, I mean, with the heinous act that you had you did to Sting and Darby last week, and then proceeded to say, you know what, you're under breach of contract for publicly disparaging your EVPs of AEW, unprofessional, bush league at uh, work by you, Tony. And Nick immediately calls him out, gives him a hundred, a, a thousand dollar fine, starts screaming at him, and shoves Tony to the ground. Matt then goes and. Plays good cop to his bad cop, saying I, he's a bit of a hothead. You know, he's a bit of a hothead and they offer to help him up. And that's when they both grab their ar- his arms, and that's when they set him up for the EVP trigger. Darby then comes out with Sting's baseball back and goes, "Remind me what the original statement of AEW was, Young Bucks? Change the world. When I was homeless and AEW first started, I begged for a job." Yet you saw nothing in me, and I had to sit by and watch all your shit California friends get hired. And thank God, at the time, there was an EVP here with a set of brains, and I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. And the crowd starts chanting for Cody Rhodes. And he, Darby then proceeds to say, you did a little interview last year about why you re-signed. You re-signed because the travel was light, and the money was good, and it was no longer about changing the world. That mission statement was dead. I thought this was all elite wrestling. This is all friendship wrestling. You think about the first episode of Dynamite. I wasn't on it. Darby Allin wasn't on the show. You know who was on? Brandon Cutler. What the fuck? And you guys wanted to be Sting's last match? You don't understand what you guys got yourselves into. You're talking about a man who's got nothing left to lose. And it's showtime. And it's been confirmed and it's guaranteed. Revolution, Darby Allin and Sting versus the Young Bucks. Now, this promo got people a-talking. And I will just present the sides, and I want to get Floyd's thoughts on, total thoughts on it. Um, people were completely caught off by uh, so one side of things. People were caught off by the fact that Darby proceeded to go in on the all-friendship wrestling. And I believe that was a line that was used by Jim Cornette. Yeah, I believe that was yeah, there, the line that Jim Cornette Jim has Cornette.
2: ever said. A word you should never say. I
1: guess. Okay, go ahead. Yes. So there was that, and then um, he also brings up Cody, you know, who's not here anymore and who's over as one of the top faces in the other company. And people were like, "What was the point of that?" There was like, you already had a storyline basically going. You had a heat off of what happened last week. And now we're talking about EVP shit and we're talking about Cody and we're talking about uh, all friendship wrestling and all this type of stuff. Um, And the other side of things thought Darby's stuff was right in line. And, you know, the EVPs have been doing this, like, the whole time and it plays into their characters. And, you know, it makes all the sense in the world why he would be saying stuff like this. Um, I want to get Floyd's thoughts. Uh, I mean, from this cuz I know I know I mean Meltzer was one that was going it, off it, about this and there was a few others but I want to know what Floyd thinks Dave Meltzer knows more about professional wrestling
2: than I will ever know. He's probably forgotten oh, as much as I know, right? I I want to make that clear cuz I respect Dave Meltzer on a level of none. Hey, he's completely wrong in missing the point right now. Uh the point is The young bucks, the characters they're playing is that they're everything everybody's been saying that they are. That's the character. All the rumors, all the bullshit, all friends wrestling, all that stuff. They're just leaning into it. We're the guys. We only care about us. We don't care about the company anymore. We only care about what we can do for us and our friends. When we find everybody, we're completely petty. We can't run a target. That is who they are. They are bad bosses. That's what they are. Darby Allen came out and addressed his bad bosses. The whole Sting son getting beat up, that is for Sting to address. And he will in Sting's promo. But Darby had to address it from his point. His point of view. His point of view is, you know what? You've been holding me down the whole time I'm here. I was never your guy. I get a moment and then you attack me. So, yes, you aren't what you thought you were. You have gotten lost in the sauce. It is. It makes perfect sense if you accept who the Young Bucks characters are, which I think they are Playing it perfectly when you got Angry when they did the punk thing I was like oh My god these dudes are geniuses Because the characters they're playing Is that they're everything everybody
1: Said they were Yeah I completely get that side too and honestly That's that's where my mind was with it Because like I said I I said they I said they should be doing this Yeah this is a new take on
2: the Mr. McMahon character It's just two people that's. This is what it is. This is a new take. They won two matches, and they made themselves number one
1: contenders. Yeah, come no, on. I get, man. it's. You're I supposed mean, like to I said, hate it's, them. It's it's, <laughs> it's. 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 It's by design. It's like I said, and that's. But that's the thing, though, is that like I can't even like like me, Austin. Austin can't like even respect it because, like I said, it's by design. What I've said this whole time, it's by design to piss me off. Yes, and. It's also by design that I should agree with everything Darby, my favorite wrestler in AEW, everything he's been saying. It is by design that I should be agreeing with everything he is saying. The all friendship wrestling thing really caught me off because I knew Cornette said that. And I thought, why are you saying things that Cornette is saying? Like that to me should never be a babyface thing. You know what I mean? That should never be something a a babyface should never say something that Cornette has also said. That's just how I feel. Yes, um, and so it's it, it it's
2: just like I said. He's the thing is I got it because it's just oh I do yeah. Like Cornette was right. That's the whole thing. It's just like everybody that has ever said anything bad about you uh, is is right, and that's what the Bucks are leaning into. Would I use the all friendship wrestling line? Probably not. Yeah. I, I would have been like, it says, I would like, all you care about is your friends. I probably would have used yeah. a s- different statement, but I'm like, that's nitpicky at that point. I don't know. I just, I thought, I thought Darby, who a, four years ago, wasn't comfortable on the mic at all. This fiery, passionate no, baby dude, and he He tells such good promos Like I said, yeah. he was so good yeah. in the, yeah. in the pillar four he And he, and he just killed it. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, I I don't, I think you should leave Sting to address his sons getting attacked. You know, I,
1: you saying that too, like, honestly, that I do agree that like hit, that should be, Darby should not have to speak for Sting. That's, I mean? That should be Sting. That makes him look like Sting's lesser.
2: Yeah. So Sting comes in and whenever he cuts his promo, you kill, hit my sons. I'm going to fuck you up kind of thing. And that's yeah. what's for Sting to say, not for Darby to say.
1: Yeah. No, I, that, that made, like I said. Because I kind of understood the way that some people were saying, like, what was the point? You already had stuff that you could, like, call back to. But you were right. That's, that's stuff that D- Sting should. I be mean, able and to they're, they're wearing Darby. the bloody suit
2: still. So that whole thing with Sting is still relevant. And Darby was pissed. You mm-hmm. know, and Darby, Darby addressed it from Darby's side. Sting will address it from Sting's side. You know, Darby gets hit and beat up all the time, so he probably doesn't even think it's that big a deal that Floyd's got
1: beat up. It's just where <laughs> the Bucks have been acting, and again, like, yes. he wins <laughs> the title, and now the Bucks won it. Yeah,
2: No, so, so, yeah, no. This is the
1: guy that's only won, like, two championships. He, he, he's won the TNT title twice, I yeah. think, because it's two titles. Yeah. And, um, yeah so, and, I mean, this guy has not won much championship gold. They are, in AEW.
2: They are so despicable that the other faces... Who are in their own
1: rivalries
2: are still addressing them. Yeah, Cop- Copeland oh. is in his rivalry with Christian had to address the Young Bucks. Kingston in his rivalry with Daniels had to address the Young Bucks. Yeah, dude. No, I mean, that's, again, like I said, th-
1: it's th- this is heat. This is this is wrestling. You know, they're they like, and I've I've always said too, like the way the Young Bucks were being portrayed and the way they were. Uh Prior to this shift and the Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the EVPs being the biggest part of their characters, I said they were hot, stale garbage because I was tired of it. It was just playing the hits, and the Young Books were giving me nothing, and they are giving me dude, exactly even, what I asked for dude, and I, I erection.
2: I love when a wrestler changes characters. And then they change the complete style that they work.
1: Yeah, they're not doing no, 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 no. the yes. young book style. Yeah. yeah,
2: they weren't like flipping around, kicking the super exciting style. They were wearing they their style was closer to a FTR style. Yes, they, we're gonna you, you, do less yeah. and we're gonna cheat more. Yeah, we don't want you cheering for us. Our goal is actually to like we're not gonna do all the highlights and the hot spots that you love because that'll make you cheers. We don't want you to cheer us. We want you to fucking hate us. And they did a brilliant job of that. Understand, anybody that doesn't think that a Young Bucks, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, understand professional wrestling and how they get the reaction that they want, watch last night. That was a crowd. I mean, I saw Young Bucks shirts. People were ready to cheer the Young Bucks. Oh, dude, I saw R-E-D-T hey, signs. Yeah, yeah, I saw yes. all that kind of stuff. And, and by the end of the by the end of the night, everybody was booing. Yep, there was their they, five, oh, uh, I support the Young Bucks no matter what. But 80% of the audience
1: was booing because those guys know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, it's it's very much by design. I can, I can absolutely tell you, like, I full-on give them credit for the work that they're doing with this new character design and all this type of stuff and everything. Um, I mean, it's even to the point where I'm pretty sure they don't even have new, like uh, they have one new shirt. I think and yes. that's it. Their music is not catchy. They took yeah. anything.
2: They don't want you to go B, uh, elite. No. They don't want any of that shit in there. They, yeah. they, they have, they changed their, <laughs> their gear is just white suits with blood on them.
1: Yeah, and their, their they have one, gone. they have one T-shirt on shop.com that's like new, and it's the EVP's one where they're wearing the bloody shirts instead of in front of a bloody EVP. And it kind of looks like dog shit. Yep. because they. Yeah, no, it is because we uh, don't want
2: you to buy our stuff. We are literally doing everything, everything you can for you not to cheer us, and that's what being a
1: heel is. Yeah. So, like I said, I give them credit. Like they're doing what I've asked them to do. I fucking can't stand them. Moving on, uh, the Bang Bang Scissors Gang was backstage, and they basically. Brought up the fact how they're running smoothly. We got our new merch. We're gonna test ourselves though in the ring, and they uh, asked for a twelve man match on Friday. So announced that for Rampage, and then we had Willow Nightingale versus dude, Sky Blue. As a
2: person that hates multi man matches, a twelve man match, I got exhausted and yawned I know. Just thinking about it, I was like
1: twelve. I can people? only imagine. I can only imagine how you felt uh, for like when the Rampage match actually happened,
2: dude. So. Again, Austin, crowd's amazing. You know, I always got to start with my positive before I bury something. <laughs> Their seats in the 100s at that Cedar Park Arena were fucking terrible. Fucking ah. terrible. It, it, it was just terrible. Oh, yeah. Chairs, chairs, terrible. Uh, Yeah. Uh, how tall are you, Austin? Like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I think. I th- think you might be comfortable in it. It, would, it had nothing to do with wide. It was long. I was like, I'm only six foot tall. I am not extremely tall. My knees were banging up against the thick. I was just in pain. All <laughs> Dude, it was terrible. I actually left before Rampage because I was just, I was like, I'm, I'm, before Rampage ended, I was hurting. I was like, I'm out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be sitting on the floor at that arena from now
1: on. Nice. Oh, and one other thing I forgot to mention, too, from the Young Bucks segment. Their Sting Soul patches are garbage. They're horrific. Like Matt having a full-on Sting Soul dude. patch, like st- no, dude, no, dude. Matt Coon,
2: Matt Coon, uh, person I follow on Twitter. Some most of you probably know who Matt Coon is. Uh, what did he say? Uh, they're they're running out of time on doing a Nick Jackson hair versus hair match. They
1: really are, honestly.
2: Yeah, because uh. Yeah, it's quitting on him.
1: It's quitting. It's quitting. On quitting. Him. Yeah. Did,
2: did you know this? Like right after, before they cut the promo, he put the white hat on. Oh, I know. He's like, keep yeah. this shit on your head. <laughs> yes. It, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: over to Willow Nightingale versus Sky Blue. Uh, relatively all right match. It was like nothing too crazy, but it was pretty solid, I would say. Um, Sky Blue uh, was hit with the uh, Dr. Bomb and... Uh, Willow Nightingale was able to get the win thanks to Stokely Hathaway, basically distracting. Uh, so Stokely's honestly providing himself some good use, and you know what? It's good to see, considering how desperate he was to try to get with, uh, working with Chris Statlander. It's good to see that he's actually making himself of use. I give, I, I love to see our our short kings out here uh, working hard and, and getting work work done, getting work done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, uh,
2: I don't like short people, but you know it works out. What the out. fuck?
1: I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here.
2: It's okay, man. It's okay. My All short right. friends are okay. You're not. You know, I'm not paying to watch you do stuff.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Main event time: Texas Death Match for the. Uh, it's the AEW International Champion, Freshly Squeezed versus Matt Taven. This match slapped like oh. My God, this match was so good. They fought up the ramp and brought out a table and Taven props up a partially broken table and suplexes, uh, orange Cassidy through that orange. Then is like literally bleeding a pulp and Matt Taven is beating him down. Uh, and there's then one point where it looks like Matt Taven is looking to knock him, uh, through another table diving through the ropes. Orange Cassidy gets out of the way and he goes through a table that's propped up by the by the announcer's table. And I mean, I swear to god he literally jumped head first. Like his elbow and stuff and his shoulder was like kind of taking most of the brunt. It looked like he went head first. Shit looked heinously painful. Like so painful. Um that was one of the craziest thing I saw. Orange Cassidy proceeds to find a little Valentine box of chocolates. And it says, "to oc from Chucky T, XOXO. Love to see that. Best friends always supporting each other. They open up the Valentine's box, and Orange Cassidy then sees, ah, thank you, it's thumbtacks. Pours them onto the canvas. And then Taven proceeds to get uh, Orange Cassidy, shove him from the top rope off onto the thumbtacks. He tries to frog splash onto Orange, misses, and he lands on the thumbtacks. And that's when he gets DDT'd into the thumbtacks by Orange Cassidy. And then he grabs the steel chain. By this point I was like, what the fuck is gonna be like the finish to this? Cause I mean, like, we're already over ten o'clock. And like I just feel like I'm like, what is the finish to this? Jesus Christ. He grabs a steel chain, but that's when Mike Bennett comes out and he starts grabbing another heart shaped box and it's got uh, he smashes it over the head of Orange Cassidy, and then he fills the ring with steel chairs, and that's when Trent Beretta has some bouquet, has a bouquet of flowers, and oh look, there's a steel pipe in it. And all of a sudden, this has become the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. He takes the pipe and swings it at, at Bennett's head, bashes it into a steel chair, and it goes into his head. Then takes, then Trent gets hit with a steel chair that from Matt Taven. He throws it at his head, and that's when uh, he takes Trent's face and throws it face first into a steel chair. But that's when Orange Cassidy gets up, Orange Punch. With the chair, I mean, with the chain around his head uh, fist and he goes uh, onto a chair with a beach break that's on top of tax, and that's when Taven is furious and he's like, I'm not going down. He rips Orange Cassidy's pockets. That's when Orange takes the chain and then Orange punched to the face. Roger Strong then came in and he looked like he was about to knee Orange Cassidy. Trent jumps in the way to protect Orange Cassidy, taking the bullet. Orange then proceeds to knock him out of the ring, and then that's when Matt Taven can't get up and he can't answer the ten count and Orange Cassidy wins the Texas death match. Okay. Fucking A. This match was nuts. I wanna give this
2: match its credit, but I have to say something. I thought I you know, you ever get a tweet and you just think it's fucking hilarious and this is gonna get over, it's gonna go viral and it's gonna be amazing tweet. Sure. And then like nobody reacts to it. Uh huh. I said, uh I got to say, I guess uh, I guess you really never know what you're going to get in a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thought it was that hilarious. Is, I, I mean, that's very well done. That's very and well then, done. yeah, yeah, like nothing. Not a like. Nothing, that's crazy. Not a like, not a retweet. If it did the hashtag AEW to Dynamite, I got nothing. So it was like, that's always a
1: humbling experience. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Because <laughs> I was like, man, this is funny. 10 out of 10, perfect tweet.
1: Sin. Sometimes it just goes out like that. Dude, <laughs> I, had a, I had a tweet that went viral on Super Bowl Sunday, and it was the dumbest tweet, and it still got, like, well over 100 likes. Yes. The, only, the first thing
2: about expecting to go viral, going viral is you can't expect to go viral. You just have to – you can't be trying to get over. You just got to put out what you're getting and see what happens. But it was just so – I laughed so hard because in my mind, this was the perfect tweet at the perfect time. And it was, no, no, nothing, nothing. Sitting in my chair. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so hilarious. My wife laughed. I was like, Oh, my wife didn't laugh at anything. She doesn't think I'm funny. (laughs) She doesn't think I'm funny. So my wife laughed. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is gold platinum. This ain't gold goes too low platinum. No, no, it was not a platinum tweet. Uh, But um, moving on, this match was amazing. I know Uh, as a, a person that was rocking the Matt Taven shirt in Madison Square Garden. I felt like I was vindicated in this moment. Uh yeah, Matt Taven's pretty awesome. He under- is he my favorite professional wrestler? No. But he's one of those people that really understands professional wrestling. He's the one that could go in a bingo hall with for 30 people in it and they not know who he is, and he have him reacting exactly the way he wants. He just understands pro wrestling. And this match was perfect, perfect psychology. Man, when he jumped over the thing and went through the table, I was like, God dang, that's a bad day at work. Uh, No, it was was beautiful, and it was funny because the promo he cut off, the promo he cut off, you thought he won the promo he cut oh, out of, know, yeah yeah I you know. would have thought he won but he was just like dude i went out there and put out a banger that was a man that was proud of his work and he's like dude this wasn't even about beating you this was about wearing you down for roddy and i just i love i've always loved that when lie, it comes to when it comes to bad guy work i love that uh i love that logic and yeah it was a great i it was a great match uh you know better than a lot of people thought not necessarily better than i thought because you know I, you know, I I I know Matt Taven can wrestle. I've never had a doubt that that man can wrestle. It's like is he like the greatest superstar ever? Probably not. You know, depends on who you ask. But it, the dude's talented and he knows what he's doing in a wrestling ring. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's well done work, honestly, from Matt Taven. They they put on a banger of a match to close out this Dynamite. A really good show. And holy shit, like I said, I, I like the collision match, but this match was insane. Dude, insane. They, they
2: just AEW TV. I'm talking Rampage included. Probably their last six shows. I mean, you should be watching Rampage every week. That's how good they've been. And yeah, their last six shows have been incredible. It is the vibe. They are. They know who they are right now and they're gonna do they do what they better do better than anybody in the world. And guess what? Mercedes, Osprey, Okada, Pox gonna come back from injury, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, those motherfuckers all still on the way. Oh, they're no. doing this they're doing this without the whole staff. Like, you got like two of the best male wrestlers in the world coming. You have one of the best female wrestlers in the world coming. You have Pack who is literally, he, he's in reserve. You have him. You know, you pull him out when you want. You have Jamie Hayter, who was over as hell when she left. You have Britt Baker, who's probably one of your top female stars. These are people who are not working right now, and they're all coming. Yeah. So this is getting better. Tony Khan even announced they got a new set coming. The uh, the uh, dynamite after a uh, dynamite after a revolution, dude. They're bringing it right now. They are bringing it. If you do, if you like, I don't like AEW. You you're never going to. I'm not yeah. even worried about you at this point. I'm not. No. No. Then all dish all all respect to you. You're allowed to like and not what you like. Do you don't like dynamite now? If You're not liking what they're putting on right now. You're never going to like Dynamite. Just go back to watching Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I'm not disparaging you. It's just, but this is peak AEW right now. If you don't like it right now, you're never going to like it.
1: I feel that. I feel that heavily. I feel that heavily. (laughs) That right there was AEW Dynamite. Of course, Rampage will be airing tonight when you guys are listening to this. Uh, Floyd has already seen it, and in fact, there has been one thing that, of course, has come out from the Ra- Rampage tapings. Um, it was like the,
2: it was like literally the last thing I saw before I left because I didn't stay for all the Rampage. The literally the last thing I saw before I left is Sammy uh, uh, do his finisher and landed a knee right on Jeff Hardy's face, and I believe he broke yeah. his nose.
1: Yeah, and he was very clearly not all there. He seemed like he was pretty knocked out from it, and uh, he did suffer the injury from that. Um, And, yeah, unfortunate. Seemed like he just over-rotated in midair and just kind of turned sideways because, like, he hit the mark. His knee was just to the little bit right of his body, and it went right to his head, and it was just a very tough landing. So hopefully Jeff's okay, and hopefully he's able to heal up a little bit, especially considering the fact that, I mean, I, I saw Fightful put out, too, the fact that, Julia Hart got hurt, and Wheeler Yuta's been hurt now, too. So, like, we need wrestlers to start healing up, man. There's too, There's been too many injuries as of late. Absolutely, and it's just, I mean,
2: when you kind of wrestle the physical style of AEW, the very entertainment, you know, heavy style of AEW, that is a part of injuries, but that's what come, having a deep roster comes with. So while people recover, you have other people that can... Uh, you have other people that can fill in. I'm like, Pack Pack has been gone for a while, and it's just like we've well, had to, you know, had other people fill in. Ray Phoenix was gone for a while. You had other people fill in. This is why when people are like, oh, AEW's roster's too big. Wrestling's a physical. It's a sport. It's a physical yeah. sport, and people get hurt. You, you, your second stringers and your third stringers got to be able to bring it too. You know, there's, you know, oh, my favorite, my, my top guy's hurt. Not an excuse. Entertain us. Kenny Omega's out. Not an excuse. Entertain us. You got it. I mean, when people turn on on Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays, they don't want to hear who's hurt. They want to watch an entertaining show. So I want, I, yeah, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but that's not realistic. You know what I mean? So you got to have a deep roster for this reason.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, now the only other matches that are on this, like I said, you'll have that Jeff Hardy, Sammy Guevara match with the unfortunate ending, uh, and then Queen, Queen Amanita versus Anna Jay, who's also on Rampage, that'll air on tonight. And I believe, I, I know there's some other stuff that took place on that show. Floyd, do you want to mention it?
2: No, as uh, I, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't stay. So. I know you didn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stay. I stayed to the end of the Sammy match because the chair was uncomfortable. And I've, I'm going to watch
1: Rampage like the rest of you on Friday. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, looking f- forward next week, of course, we're going to have uh, at, in Ooh. Tulsa, Oklahoma, John Moxley and Claudio versus FTR. And then the six-man trios match, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage versus Hook, Hangman, and RVD. Dude, the random button on uh <laughs> the random button was
2: hit. <laughs> the random button was hit. I'm looking forward to this match. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, give give FTR and Blackpool Combat Club an hour. Have them start the show and just let them go. I, I would be totally fine with that. But we're gonna get way more uh, as we go in. I gut feeling is that we're gonna hear from Sting. Uh, so. Uh, I I I think we got a lot, and they're coming to my home state. Second show in my home state. Third row for this one. I am ecstatic. Uh, Tony Khan, like I said, he's probably my favorite person right now other than my wife. So, uh, well, my wife, Patrick Mahomes, and then Tony Khan. So, it's. But hey, think about it. It's like Tony Khan. I only think higher of two people on the earth than you right now.
1: <laughs> I mean relatively yeah <laughs> relatively. um but yeah so that's that's going to be a great uh couple matches on Dynamite there is no collision because NBA All-Star Week is happening the NBA All-Star game will be taking place shout out to uh one uh Miami Heat player uh it's uh ooh I'm blanking on his name uh oh uh Jamie it's uh, Jamie Hawkes Jr. Jamie Hawkes Jr., who's a rookie on the uh, Miami Heat. Really good friends with my good buddy Jared O'Brien in L.A. Literally, he DJ'd his high school games, and he's friends with their family and all that kind of stuff. Shout out him, rookie making the uh, NBA dunk contest. Shout out to him. I gotta say, um, just a random thing I had to mention. But uh, yes, I yeah. had yeah. Um, that uh, what's his name again? Jamie Haquez Jr. Jamie Haquez Jr. Okay. He's got gorgeous, luscious locks. And, I mean, there's a reason why this man's in Miami, too. This Uh man fits in Miami. I will tell you that much. Uh, And, yeah, so no collision because of the NBA All-Star Game and all that festivities, uh, which should be a lot of fun, though. But that is our AEW stuff. The only other thing, too, is that Roosh said – uh, something on Twitter, Floyd. Do you want to comment oh, on dude. that? Uh, yeah, that was completely... He said uh, Le, uh, they will be
2: adding people to La faction in Gnobly. Uh They're going to add uh, a woman and a man. So the group is going to grow. So Yeah. So we're uh, going gonna... to... Begin your speculation on who those two people could be. Um, and then uh, the other news is something... They're, uh, a, uh, for Revolution, they're doing something that they've never done before uh or I have seen before uh, J- uh Jason Robertson shout out to him uh I will be going to the show with him uh he sent this to me they're doing a sting VIP merchandise pack you get a VIP entrance with early entry access 60 minutes prior to the doors crowd free merchandise shopping one exclusive revolution 2024 VIP commemorative uh laminate one exclusive revolution 2024 commemorative ticket one VIP exclusive merchandise item featuring Sting, and then one one Revolution poster. And that's all for $150. All right. So, if I mean, complete speculation just based on knowing AEW. The VIP exclusive merchandise item, I'm going to say it's either going to be, uh, what's those things, micro brawler? Or it's gonna be a, yeah, a new, yeah, yeah. or it's gonna be a new shop AEW figure. So I'm I'm gonna go shop AEW figure. I think it'll be a Sting exclusive shop AEW figure. But whatever you decide to do, $150, it seems for me, I I bought it as soon as he sent it to me because uh getting the first crack at the merchandising line is very important to me. So that was worth the 150, but all the other shit you get with it is amazing, especially since it's Sting's last match. It's AEWLiveMerch.com if you're interested and you're going to the show. Like I said, I already bought mine. Excited for it. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a grand time. They have never done anything like this. This seems to be exclusive for cause it's stings last match. So yes. I just wanted to make sure everybody listens to the show. If you happen to be going and you're interested that you get one of the cracks cause they haven't really announced it. There was an email sent out from Greensboro and they didn't say anything about it on the show. So I, I only think only reason I think it's
1: not sold out is cause no one knows it's going on. Right. For sure. For sure. But that is all of our AEW talk. So for everyone who wants to call it here, I totally understand why. Thank you for tuning into All Things Elite for all of our AEW talk. Um, but Mr. Floyd has to take his victory lap. Uh, so once again, if, if this is where you're calling it for the show, totally get it.
2: This Rate, is, review, this subscribe. This, all this that is you, Jason.
1: Jason, you told me to let you know this is the time. This is Go the ahead and run, and yeah. I would encourage you to run because this man's gonna be insufferable. Oh, uh, oh dude! Facebook <laughs> post: I am going to be
2: insufferable.
1: So I'm just letting you know. Great <laughs> yes. review subscribe. Yeah. Be sure to share us around with your friends. Follow us at AT Elite Pod at social suplex at Austin Sumwitz at Floyd Johnson Jr. Okay. Chiefs Kingdom, go ahead. Go ahead. So
2: first of all, let me play
1: a little uh
2: audio for my friend Caleb. Caleb Baldwin. Nice. Uh his his last na- his last name ends in win, but his team never seems to do it. Uh Here's the video. Hope. Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. What you just heard right there, that beautiful thing you just heard, was from the movie Shawshank Redemption. And it was uh Red talking, uh Red talking uh to the main character of the movie. I can't remember his name. Played by Morgan Freeman <laughs> saying, hope, my friend, is a dangerous thing. Uh, hope hope can drive a man crazy. There's no room for hope in here. And he was talking about being in jail. Well, San Francisco on Sunday got welcomed to the Mahomes Penitentiary. And his name
1: is Red, too, fittingly enough.
2: <laughs> yes. Got welcomed to the Mahomes Penitentiary by the reigning, oh excuse me, and still reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now all week, all week, I'm sending, uh, I'm sending um, my friend messages, letting him know that his team's going to lose, and all year. If you follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. I've been pretty consistent. On Austin, you know, who did I say was the best team in the NFL
1: and it wasn't even close. Didn't you say it was uh Baltimore? No,
2: the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, you right? said
1: it was the Niners. I thought you said. All it was year. Baltimore. I said it was the
2: Niners. They're the best football team. Today, we're recording this Friday, February 16th, 2014. If you ask me who the best football team and the NFL is. I am going to say the San Francisco 49ers. In, Ow. 90, Ow. in 93, the Phoenix Suns was the best basketball team in the NBA. Then they ran into Michael Jordan. In 97 and 98, I believe if I'm getting my years right, it was the Utah Jazz. Carl Malone even won MVP. They were the best basketball team in the NBA. Then they ran into Jordan. Kansas City, the year we played Tampa Bay, was the best team in the NFL. Then we ran into Tom Brady. Sometimes in history, the best team doesn't win in championship because they play someone that rises to such a level that it doesn't matter the talent on the other team. And I say this affectionately to all of you. Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes, and your team doesn't. Period. That that that's what happened Sunday. No, did the defense step up? Yes. Did Chris Jones have a hell of a game? Yes. Did Thorn Thornhill and uh, I mean, it's not Thornhill, I said the wrong name. But did they play out of their mind in the secondary? Yes. Did they hold San Francisco to twenty two points? Absolutely. I'm not taking credit from the other 21 players on the team. But the difference is the moment San Francisco kicked the field gold in in overtime, you knew the game was
1: over, didn't you? Didn't you, Austin? Honestly, the moment that Kyle Shanahan took the fucking ball first is when I was like, oh, the game is over. You're giving Mahomes the ball back. Dude. Depending on what you do.
2: When they kicked that field goal, I was like, why didn't you go for it on fourth? Why would you give the ball back to Mahomes and all he has to do?
1: They wanted that (laughs) third possession that didn't exist.
2: All all he has to do is score a touchdown and end the game. You gave the ball to Jordan with the game on the line.
1: Which he's very Mm. used to because remember, this is the man who is also part of twenty eight to three.
2: I am not going to tell anybody, like, like, I'm like, man, Kyle Shanahan is a, a great coach, probably an elite coach. But there have been six, six 10-point comebacks in the NFL in the Super Bowl history. 58 years of the Super Bowl. There have He's been part of six. three of them. He's part of half of them. As Taylor Swift diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan Taylor Swift said,
1: <laughs> it's
2: me. I'm the problem. Kyle Shanahan, you should be saying that in the mirror.
1: You're the problem. I mean, dude, this is literally a team that didn't know what the overtime rules in the Super Bowl were, whereas you guys legitimately Had we... were planning for this.
2: Yes. Shout out. Shout out to Andy Reid. I mean, God Lord. I mean, this dude's been a great coach for 30 years. Uh, But when I say this, the kingdom, what's a bang, bang, niner gang? What's a gang yes, to the kingdom, bang. baby? What's a gang to the kingdom? Nothing. This is. I mean, four years ago, it happened again. You keep bringing these mid-ass quarterbacks into play against a legend. What are you doing? What are you thinking about? What are you doing? And understand, I've said this before on many pro, uh, platforms, Everybody like, There is nothing that makes my heart happy that gets me more erect than keeping a Shanahan and a McCaffrey from winning a Super Bowl. Two names that tormented my first years as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Mike Shanahan and uh, Ed McCaffrey, if you didn't know, the fathers of these two people running Denver ran roughshod over the AFC West for a long time with those two in the so nothing gets me more erect than keeping them from winning a Super Bowl and then I was like oh who's the GM John Lynch also a former Bronco fuck you too this is not personal this is my homes he is it this is the best time in history to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. There is no better time in history to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Just not. Not a, not a one. Now whatever you think about, this is beautiful. And I am living it. And I am talking shit. And I am doing all these things. Because I know these things don't last long. And I'm going to take it. But think about this, Patrick Mahomes, 28 years old, three-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL MVP. He is 28 fucking years old. If he plays plays as long as Tom Brady has, which again, Tom Brady's superhuman, I don't expect it, but the way they protect quarterbacks is not really out of question. This man will still be playing in 2041. He is elite of the elite. You have never seen this. A man that can run and throw. This dude is doing uh this dude doing his doing fourth and one QB keeps. Stuff we haven't done all year. And you can't stop it. Dude, we don't have a thousand yard receiver. We don't have a thousand yard running back. We have Patrick Mahomes, though. Our, that's, the, that's the thing. Too. Our best offensive lineman, Joe Tooney. All pro offensive lineman didn't play. Did you notice the difference? No. Did hey? Let me ask you something. Did Nick Bosa play? Because I don't remember his name being called. I heard his name a couple times,
1: but not much.
2: <laughs> That's the Mahomes effect. Steve Wilkes got fired. This dude just led his team, the amazing defense, to the Super Bowl, and he got fired. Why? Because he got Mahomed. It, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the field when 15 is there. It, it It is what it is. Again, shout out to Caleb. Yeah, yeah. Caleb was like, it was it was weird because we were having a conversation back and forth, and I'm telling him we're going to win, right? I'm telling him we're going to win. And he's like, I think we're going to win. I hope we're going to win. I was like, that's where you already lost. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, because you're thinking and hoping. I have Mahomes, I know. I already know the answer to the question. It's the spoiler. It it is not a prediction. It's a spoiler. It's all those things. You can use the wrestling terms. Last year, Patrick Mahomes said, I'll see you next year. We'll be right back here at the championship parade. We're not gonna talk about what happened at that. That was disastrous. But I'm not letting some
1: idiots take my joy. Yeah, and all I would say oh, yeah. for that too is that if you want to mm-hmm. like Put some good in the world. Uh, you can donate to the uh, children Mercy's Ho- Children's Mercy Hospital of Kansas City. That's yes. where a majority of the children who were injured in the tragic event uh, went to and were, are recovering. Dude. If you want to put some good in the world, donate to the Children's Mercy mm-hmm. Hospital or the National Alliance on Mental Illness in Kansas City as well. That's another good chance. Or the Red Cross. Like just We could literally – You can still put good in the world when people are trying to spew hate. We can do a whole other show. We get a
2: whole nother show on that situation, but for now, I'm going going to focus on my team with the seventh round. They were talking about Mister Irrelevant at quarterback, Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round draft pick, running back. N- nobody thought he was going to be anything. It's on our team, he's great, dude. You know, th- two times first seventh round draft pick. Starter, uh, uh, starter, uh, starter to win the first two Super Bowl. There's so many records going on in Kansas City right now. It's actually hard to keep track of them.
0: <laughs> George
2: Karlofikis, starting defensive end, first person, two-year starter to get two rings. Dude, w- w- we are rewriting the record books. This was a down year. This was a down year. I even doubted us. This is this is me. I even doubted us. Mm-hmm. I did. I was like, I don't think we got the guys on the team that it's going to take to win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, my face was weak. I have Darth Vader. I have Thanos. Go look at my Facebook profile. You know why I put Thanos there? Cause he wants all the rings. Mahomes ain't giving you a chance. There are going to be quarterbacks that have pretty good, that are going to have Hall of Fame careers that are going to end with no Super Bowl rings because they happen to play during the time Patrick Mahomes did. And that is a fact. San Francisco, I'm sorry. Your story ran into our dynasty. There was no redemption. There was just more pain. And if you come back next year, there will be more pain. Because we still have 15. 95, amazing. 87, probably the greatest tight end ever. But the difference is 15. This man. Oh, my God. Just, just the confidence. We get down 10-0. My my good friend, Jackie. Richard sounds like, what's going on? I was like, we start slow. We got this. No doubt in my mind. None. Zero doubt in my mind. We're down 10-0 to one of the best defenses in football. No doubt in my mind what was
1: about to happen. I'm just going to say right now, with all that being said, I'm sorry, America. The Detroit Lions should have stopped this, and we we unfortunately did not. We had the chance to stop this, and we would have stopped this if we didn't collapse the way we did. So I would like to apologize on behalf of the city of Detroit. This is not how we wanted this to go.
2: Went on the road in Buffalo. If we finally get you, we fi- Buffalo's. If we finally get you up in Orchard Park, we got you. No, you don't. <laughs> if you get us in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, he knows how to play quarterback. No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, San Francisco's like, oh, yeah, we, we came. We got a running game. All Shanahan's like, we're going to guarantee we're not going to stop running like we did next time. We're going to get 30 carries, and we're going to beat the Chiefs. It's a little kid's wish. Is that's what it is? It was hope. It was, it was, no. Know your role. Bow down to the Kings. We are the Chiefs' kingdom. And if you're still listening to the show, which, honestly, I just think you're glutton for punishment at this point. <laughs> Either that or
1: you are a
0: Chiefs fan.
2: Or you're a Chiefs fan. I don't understand how you can do this. Bring it. I, 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 I welcome my boy Rich to the Chiefs' kingdom. I want you all on the bandwagon. I want you all to be this. I want everybody on this. I, like. I feel this power. It comes with being a Chiefs
1: fan right now. That's great. See, what's happening right now is like, if for, for those of you who are Star Wars fans, I mean, the Empire is in full control. Like, this is basically like we've just, we've just passed The Empire Strikes Back. You know, mm-hmm. two years in a row now, the Empire is fully taken over. Mahomes like I embrace being the bad yes. guy, but hey. but but. What I will say, and I want I want this to be ended on because I, I Floyd had his victory lap, and it was wonderful. I want this to be ended though with a more we are the proclivity for positivity with a more positive note oh, same okay. thing about Star Whoa. Wars same note same thing about Star Wars is that while the empire was ruling with an iron fist, and no one could stop them no one, even when they had an off year, even when they didn't have wide receivers, even when they didn't have uh, the same offensive line, they still had, oh, look, an elite defense. Oh, look, Chris Jones. Oh, look, Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. It still didn't matter. The, the empire still reigned, but there is a man who is training in the des- in the jungles, who is training to be a Jedi, who is training to be the one to end the reign of the Empire. And that Jedi also likes to bite kneecaps off. Folks, I will say this to this moment. Right here, right now. The Lions will save us next year. We nearly did it this year on our first go-ahead. The Lions will save us next year. I'm giving you my word on this. that The Detroit Lions will save this league next year. That's all I want to say.
2: Um, Yeah, see, so I'm going to leave you with the same line. Hope, hope's a dangerous thing. Hope will drive a man crazy.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm just saying, I'm just like, hey, hey, you Do know, we what? need to go back to week hey, one, hey, brother. We huh? need
1: to go back to week one doing the what? What part of the season was that? Do We need to go back to week one. The Brother, man, regular season? Wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, I understand. Hey, at I the time,
2: this. at the time, I told you it meant nothing. And I, I did. I did, and I was right. <laughs> I was right. I told you it meant nothing. Man, I said, if you want to see us, see us in the Super Bowl. The Lions don't I do told, that. They I, don't go on to win I, the, I, the I, NFC North for the first I, time in history. I, I told you, if you wanted to see the Chiefs, see us in the Super Bowl. <laughs> We were there. We were looking. We were looking. We, uh, uh, we got our binoculars out. We're not uh, our binoculars out. Uh, I'm still looking. I'm looking for you, Jared. I'm looking. I'm looking for you, Dan Campbell. Didn't see you there. Didn't see you there. Sorry, brother. Hey, maybe next year. That's that's what the other teams say. That's what the other 31 teams say. I don't say maybe <laughs> next year.
1: I say it will be
2: next year. <laughs> Three time. The 3 Pete is coming no NFL team has ever won 3 in a row and next year the Kansas City Chiefs go not only in history not only in legacy they become the elite of the elite when we win the third time in a row and go only only if only sweet baby Jesus Patrick Mahomes please let it be the Lions in that Super Bowl because we're going (laughs) to clap those cheeks so hard (laughs) and then I'm going to get you on the show and I'm just going (laughs) to say the same thing I got to say to Caleb M. Baldwin I told you so You
1: better pray to God that you find a way to sign Chris Jones back this year Chris Jones is coming back. He's
2: you better now,
0: pray to God. He, he announced his it.
1: agent. His agent was treating like, "Hang on a minute, this man's
2: drank too much." He he announced it for Pray Patrick Mahomes has agreed to renegotiate the contract because we're going for three again. Just do the Thanos, man. Like the money, oh, that's great. <laughs> it, it ain't. A, he wants all the rings. He he wants all of them. And you know who the next person on his list is? The guy he's never beat. Jared Goff. That is the guy that's on his list. And now you're going to get a pissed-off Patrick. Mm Mm-mm. It's going to be delicious. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, folks, uh, that is going to do it right here, right there. Uh, I appreciate y'all if you actually stuck around to hear this man flap his gums. And, you know, he's got every right to, but if you actually stayed and listened, you are a glutton for punishment. But like I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a freight train coming to knock this man off his ass. I'm letting you know that. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to All Things Elite. Thank you, again, for sticking around for the victory lap of Floyd's Kansas City Chiefs, world, world champions, Super Bowl champions. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, appreciate it again. Rate, review, subscribe, follow us on social media. Already did all the plugs, so Floyd can go ahead and take us home. On this episode of All Things Elite, we will be back next year, and we are going to run this league. Yes, um, to all the
2: other 31 teams, good luck. You're probably gonna lose again, uh, but uh, to no, everybody listening, show I really appreciate everyone listening. I, I, this, you know, going back to my positive, turning off the Hill Floyd Chiefs fan character for a second and saying, you know, do something nice someone uh uh you know it's just like uh do uh, you know whatever you can you're out there you can help somebody pay a bill a lot of money is a a big thing right now so if you can help somebody that way well if you can help somebody move or take out the trash for an old person near you something small something big it doesn't matter just with all the anger and hate that sometimes being sprayed, just spread joy spread hope spread help be the change that you want to be in this world, and hopefully, if enough of us take up that uh, uh, take up that mantle, we can absolutely change the world. And I will leave you like I always leave you, whether it is home, work, or school. Always do your best to be elite. Get well soon, Kenny.